the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So happy to be in the studio today with Dr. Jack Graham. Now, Jack's voice for the UWord FM listeners, WPIT listeners, is going to sound very familiar to you, but let me give you a little bit of background. Jack's the pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church, one of the nation's largest congregations. He's a noted author of numerous books, including Man of God, Unseen, and his newest book, which is called Angels, Who They Are, What They Do, and Why It Matters. His biblical teaching is heard, as I said, on PowerPoint Ministries on Word FM on 96.5 FM and 7.30 AM WPIT, and of course, across the country and throughout the world. He has served as honorary chairman of the National Day of Prayer and as president of the Southern Baptist Convention, the largest Protestant denomination in the country, with at last count 16 million members. Dr. Jack Graham, welcome in. Thank you very much. Great to be in Pittsburgh. So happy to have you. Now, have you been to Pittsburgh before? Yes, way back in the 80s, uh, back at Three Rivers Stadium oh, days, wow. okay. and uh, because we were talking baseball a little earlier and i'm looking forward to out to see the pirates oh my god play the rangers as a matter of fact come tomorrow night but yeah back uh back in the 1980s it's been too long since i've been in pittsburgh way too long um but it's great to be back. We've got yeah. wonderful friends here, and and clearly the the, uh, the opportunity to be on the station and preach the gospel and teach God's word. We love it. Well, it's wonderful. You know, for those of us who listen to the station, or like New Mike and I, we work here every day. It's wonderful to see a face that we can put with the voice. Well, thank you very much. Um, you've been here for a long time. You've affected people in Pittsburgh in marvelous ways, and so we're grateful for that. Yeah, I uh, preached yesterday at the brand new Vintage Church in uh, the Pittsburgh area, and uh, Pastor Rob Wilton began the church and uh, met a number of powerpoint uh, listeners yeah. uh, at the church who showed up and uh, they're involved in in this new ministry mm-hmm. and so everywhere we go we get the opportunity to meet friends who uh, enjoy our program and are blessed by it and uh, one thing i love about radio in particular as compared to other forms of media it it uh, it is portable it goes everywhere yes. people go and whether it's in a car or at uh, you know your workout facility or wherever you may be uh your home uh, it it becomes almost a little sanctuary where it's just you and God's word and and uh the spirit of God at work and uh, and i've observed over the years that radio our friends uh on powerpoint who listen to us on the radio are uh, very engaged uh, mm-hmm. and and just responding and so you feel like you know people even though you may have never met them right and radio is a personal medium yeah you know i mean i know television is important because you have the visual attached to it but i think the reason that radio is more personal is because there isn't a visual and because you can as you said you can be talking to people while they're working out or while they're doing dishes or while they're mm-hmm. helping their kids with their homework and tv kind of demands all of your attention where radio it can just be with you when you're doing the other things you have to do in a day yeah i'm actually old enough to remember transistor radios sure so because am I. uh back in the day I, we were talking baseball again earlier and uh, i would listen to harry Carey do the st louis cardinal uh-huh. games over my transistor radio so uh, some of my earliest memories you know is hiding my radio uh 
under my pillow where I could listen to ball games when I was turned told to go to bed. But so you could take it anywhere. Uh, and uh, but just thinking. You know, as a kid, imagining what was happening on the field, mm-hmm. you, you know, you could hear the crack of the bat right. and and the the announcer Harry Carey or whomever calling the play, and I envisioned that. So to me, uh, radio, especially when you're teaching the Bible, it gives people an opportunity to think perhaps more deeply than just sliding by uh, with with the next shot on the camera. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now let us in on your thought process. You know, as I was thinking about our conversation today, I thought you're a pastor of a very large church, mm-hmm. but those are people that you're seeing on a physical basis. You might, you're not going to see the same people every week, but you're seeing those people. They're looking back at you when you're talking. What, how different is it when you recognize that your congregation is way bigger than that? And you've got people who are relying on you and looking to you for guidance, who listen to you on the radio, who see you on television, who live in different countries. I mean, how does that change how you pastor those people? Throughout uh, my life preaching, I've always tried to focus on the Word and what the Bible is actually saying. So it's not that I don't pay attention to who's right in front of me, whether it is our congregation or those who listen after uh, by the radio through television or otherwise. Uh, So in that sense, I don't spend a lot of time, frankly, thinking about uh, who's my audience, who's listening. Um, I'm aware of it. I'm sensitive to it. I care about it. But my my goal always is to focus on the Bible, what mm. God's Word says, what I'm teaching, and how to communicate that most effectively, because I believe if I stay focused on Christ, he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all into myself. So if I stay focused on Christ and the gospel, uh, I just want to preach Jesus and teach the Bible. And yeah. so I don't spend a lot of time trying to figure out how can I be a, a television or radio preacher. I'm, that's not the way I think mm-hmm. of myself. I'm a pastor. Uh, that's that's who I am. That's what I've always. So in in, in that sense, I, I hope that people who listen feel that they're not only hearing preaching, but they're hearing a pastor's voice, uh, a shepherd's voice who's done this uh, quite a bit now, a long time now. And uh, so the legitimacy of, of of the message comes not from me or my style necessarily, but it comes from the Word of God, the mm-hmm. testimony of Jesus. And people respond. Uh, what we hear from from listeners here is, thank you for standing up for God's Word. Thank you for standing for truth. Thank you for preaching the Bible. Thank you for telling us about Jesus. Thank you for your focus on evangelism, those kinds of things. And and it really, I've always viewed our, our media PowerPoint as just an extension of the pulpit of our church. Mm-hmm. And, and so now the pulpit is wider and broader than we could have ever imagined. I never set out to do this, but the the viewer or the listener is in with us and hopefully i do it in such a way that that brings people in Mm. yep well then talk about the rise of the celebrity pastor because what you're saying is the antithesis oftentimes of what people look at as i want to go to be at his church Mm -hmm. or i want to go you know and so so you have people who are the heads of large churches who are large media ministries who end up in difficult circumstances because they've reached a power position and it's too much for a person to manage well uh, and of course yeah i've been around a few years now unfortunately we have seen some guys go up and come down go up like rockets 
and come down like rocks. And it's always sad. I, I regret that. But it's just, you know, you can't ever make the message about you. Yeah, and so, that's, about so you your, think that's the key. Uh, to me, it's the key is just re- deflect all of that, uh, all the praise and all the criticism. Yeah. You know, just be willing uh, to, to, to preach the word of God with integrity and not compromise the message. Uh, I've, I've never one time as you know, you know, said, "Oh, you know, if I say that, then it might offend a parishioner. It might offend a listener." Again, I try to be sensitive. I try to say things in in ways I don't want to be offensive. The gospel may be offensive at times to people when you talk about issues of truth, but I don't want my personality to be offensive. But if the message is offensive, then so be it. Mm-hmm. But you speak the truth in love. And if you balance as Jesus came in grace and truth, it says Christ came, John 1, in grace and truth. So you're, you're offering truth, but you're also giving it uh, in grace. Then people are responsive. And um, so those, you know, I, I would just say to everyone who's listening right now, you know, just keep your focus on, on Jesus. And because a pastor, a minister may let you down, mm-hmm. unfortunately, that can happen, has happened. Uh, but keep your eyes on the Lord and, and, on the other hand, I say to pastors, I've got a group of young pastors meeting me here uh, this week in Pittsburgh. I'll say to them, you have a higher standard. You have an opportunity and an obligation. Uh, that's why James says, don't let there be many teachers among you because you're going to be held to a higher standard. And so every pastor, every church leader should welcome that mm-hmm. and live accordingly in the power of God's spirit. Yeah. And this is our chance to stand for Jesus. We only have a certain number of days on the earth. It is. And uh, we, of course, know it seems uh, all the gates of hell have been mm-hmm. open wide right now. And I mean, every generation has its own challenges, but increasingly, as we move towards final hours of human history, we're, we're seeing more and more violence, more and more hate, all the things predicted by Jesus and Paul and the rest. And so it's time to put the light in the darkness. Yeah. So let's stand and do that, right? Talking to Dr. Jack Graham, pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church, heard here on Word FM and at 96.5 FM and 7.30 AM WPIT and across the country and throughout the world on PowerPoint Ministries. Uh, Jack, let's talk about the country. Um, these are hard times. It's hard to see the division. Uh, it's hard to see the lack of conversation that can occur between people of differing uh, points of view. We see it in politics. We see it in the church. We see it across denominations. We see it different theological perspectives. Um, how do you see this time? And what's the challenge for those of us who are attempting to follow Jesus? It is a big challenge. And the lack of civility uh, is really that's, that's a big word for me. And uh, the lack of civility and kindness, just pure uh, kindness and tenderness and and love. Uh, I, I'm most concerned about divisions in the church. I'm a, I'm a Baptist guy, and uh, and yet I am. Uh, the Bible says I'm a companion of all of them who fear you, and so I'm. I work to build bridges to people across denominational lines, even within our own denomination. I'm as you mentioned, I'm a Southern Baptist, and we've had our share of of divisions, but uh, is. If, if we stay anchored uh, to Scripture, if we stay uh, connected to local churches, um, to me, the, the local church, done the right way, is, is the answer in every community mm-hmm. to the problems we face politically and otherwise. And because when it's all said and done, God's people, uh, Christians, 
who are in churches ended up end up doing the great work that crosses all the lines and it's Christians that show up when there's a hurricane it's Christians mm-hmm. who are there when there's a disaster and long after the cameras are gone by the way they're still there serving and it's churches that are in those communities every single day doing great work mm-hmm. unreported and so while you know social media and media in general you know highlights all the all the tough stuff the bad things that are going on in our country there's so much good work You're being so done right by christians that. and i mean just this you know this ministry the radio ministry that you have and the con- connect you have with this community being light in the darkness when i was a a little boy i used to early days of television i was born in 1950 so i was a child in the 50s and there was a preacher on television a, a, a catholic bishop by the name of fulton j sheen and i was fascinated even though I, here i am a little bad this boy growing up in Arkansas, my mother would often get on me for watching this Catholic guy on television, but I was fascinated. But what fascinated me by Fulton J. Sheen was the opening of his program because it was a, a, a dark screen. It was only black and white, of course, in those days, but a dark screen and a hand would appear, strike a match and light a candle. And then a voiceover which said better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. And somehow that got in me as a, as a child, as a very young Christian, uh, and then later as a, a man called to preach that we overcome evil with good. I learned that that little saying, better to light a candle than to curse the darkness, is really in the scripture. It's Romans twelve twenty one. Mm-hmm. Don't be overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. And, and we, uh, in, in our generation, the only way we're going to overcome all the evil we see around us is by the good. And the greatest good is the good news, mm-hmm. the gospel of Christ, and the good people of God who do good works for him. So I've just spent my life trying to light some candles. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Robert Louis Stevenson told uh, his father one day in Old England, they were it was a lamplighter out there working and lighting those candles in the lamps. And uh, the little boy said, uh, little Stevenson said, uh, see, Daddy, a man is punching holes in the darkness. And so God has called us to punch holes in the darkness. And so if we stay focused on Christ and the message of love and light, then we can only change it by touching the near edge of some great need. We can only change it by changing our communities. And if our voice is heard, let it be uh, a voice that connects people instead of drives them away. Mm, isn't that the truth? Talking to Dr. Jack Graham, pastor of Prestonwood Baptist Church, and heard here on Word FM and at 96.5 FM and 730 AM WPIT. Uh, Jack, aren't we privileged to live where we are in the world, um, in the place we're living, um, for all sorts of reasons, because it's a it's a ripe time for sharing the gospel. It's every day is a new day for us to, to engage with our culture and to see how God is moving and doing new things. But we get to enjoy things like baseball. Ah. You know, I, I mean, I was just watching the game yesterday. We had a terrific pirate game here yesterday um, that was won in the 13th inning on a walk-off. And as I was watching the game, you know, when there's a walk-off, there's just this sense of you just can't stop smiling. And I was watching it on TV, so I had to go back and watch it three times, you know, because once wasn't enough. You have to enjoy it and enjoy it and enjoy it. Good there, for there's you. There's something, though, about, you know, we, we have our needs met. We have food. Mm-hmm. We have clean water. We're able to, to focus on a game, but it's a game that you grew up loving. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about baseball. Why did it capture your heart? Well, 
favorite subject and i'm very impressed with uh, your baseball iq just talking and here is yeah I, I can tell you love it well started playing as a little boy and went on to be a college player um, where did you play i played at hardin simmons university out in west texas okay. and and what uh, position did you play i was play? a second baseman shortstop okay and so from my earliest memories i had a bat and a ball and a glove oh. in my hand and so growing to love it as a kid and dreaming like many of my generation and hopefully in this generation too of one day playing in the big leagues and, yeah. and just all the great dreams of, of that it's just such a great game uh and even to this day i'm you know i'm a texas ranger fan because i'm from dallas fort worth area and love the rangers but it's one of my breaks when you know as a pastor every pastor needs to be able to take some breaks some mental breaks and and Mm -hmm. do some things that they enjoy and you know i've been a pastor now the same church for 30 years i was ordained when i was 20 years of age so now you know Mm -hmm. i'm coming up on uh what's that 48 years as Mm -hmm. a pastor and minister and preacher so you have to balance your life and baseball uh the game helps keep me balanced so i can go to the ballpark in arlington uh, globe life park and chill out and watch the ball game and love it cheer maybe scream at the umpire if i need to do that uh but no it's it's <laughs> just a it's great game and the thing about baseball i mean i know you're big Steeler fans up here in hockey and those are fast-paced games and i like football I like i like those games but but baseball is more leisurely and people say well baseball's boring no you're boring if you don't like baseball <laughs> because boring is is, is, is because uh-huh. you don't understand it it's right. a thinking man's and yes. a thinking woman's game yes, right you're absolutely and right. so you if, if you know baseball you will love it i see things on the baseball field i probably god only knows how many baseball games i've seen uh television or live and yet i still see things from time and again that i never, never saw, saw seen on a base. like right. we turned a double play in texas the other day guy our third baseman filled the ball it literally knocked him on the seat of his pants he threw from uh, his backside to second for one on to first for the double play i don't think i'd ever seen that so it's just things happen in baseball if you pay attention yeah. uh that you can enjoy and and it's great for families uh now you know my sons would go to ball games with me and daughter and now our grandchildren oh isn't that uh, so you you know and 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 it's not the same taking a kid to an nfl game no it's or, not the same or an NHL and it's not game. The, even the same atmosphere no not at all uh, and and so typically the atmosphere of a ballpark is again leisurely it's likable and uh it's just a lot of fun yeah. and who doesn't love a hot dog with their dad or their kids sure. at the ball game sure now you told me before we went on the air um that you had seen the pirates play yeah uh in st louis yeah. when you were t- talk about that so that was my first major league game and i don't even know how my dad afforded it uh he put together the money we got on the train we'd moved to fort worth texas at that time we got on the train in fort worth and went to St. Louis. My dad had figured out, found out some way. Uh, didn't have social media then. I don't know how he found out. But the Pirates were staying at the Chase Park Plaza Hotel in St. Louis. So we got rooms there. So I'm 10 years old at this time, running around the lobby. And then the players would just sit around and have breakfast and read the paper in the you lobby. Just, and you could just so walk So I had them? pieces of paper and, you know, Chase Park Plaza uh, stationery. That I, and I was having everyone sign, you know, all the players. The Pirates were world champions at that point point sure. Mazeroski had hit the home run to beat the yankees in the world series Glorious moment. yes and and so i'm i'm meeting Mazeroski. i'm meeting bill verdon uh but and uh, the the main one was roberto clemente and interestingly enough i had i got roberto's 
uh, signature on one piece of stationery. All the others were just grouped. I had 20 on one page. But for some reason, it was sheer luck. I had Roberto's on one piece of stationery. Oh and that is goodness. now framed with his 1960 card in my in my uh, television room where I've got all my baseball that memorabilia. That is so terrific. Yeah, what a so great Roberto, story. great, great player, the first Hall of Famer from Puerto Rico and Latin player. So wow. loved him. Now, I saw a photo of you yesterday or the day before. You were in front of the Cathedral of Learning in Oakland, mm-hmm. and you had been eating at The Porch, which is a restaurant that I personally yep. love. Yep. You know that, that that Forbes Field was right where you were eating. I did not know that. It was right there. It, of course, has gone on into the you know into the history bin, but that is exactly where you were sitting, and you were probably only 50 yards from where Mazeroski's ball went out. That. Makes there's, me very the, happy. There's to the hear brick, that. the brick wall, which was the the outfield of Forbes Field, is still there, and it still has the number. Okay, I got to go see that. You have to see. I'm it. staying there downtown near there, so I'm going to go see yeah. where that is. Yeah, so yeah. the 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 wall is there. Yeah, the, wall is there. the wall oh, is there. The wall is there, and you can see it. And I was a second baseman, so I loved Masaroski. Are you kidding me? Listen, if you need a guide, <laughs> I'll take you there. This has been such a pleasure, Jack. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, my pleasure. Yeah, this has been Dr. Jack Graham. His uh, maybe what third time in Pittsburgh. Uh, second time. Second time. Only in the second time. Oh my goodness! I'll tell you what. You're going to have a great time. I'm coming back for sure. Fantastic. We're so happy to have had Dak- Jack Graham here. All the information about Jack you can find on our website, johnandkathyshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.